Should we do another cold open? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, I'm man. So weird. I'm feeling a, so weird um, about it. That God. felt rehearsed. <laughs> it wasn't. That was it improvised. Wasn't. It was improvised. <laughs> so good. All right. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an The podcast I. where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Mr. Kenny Finkel. Hello. And Mr. Tucker Iverson. Hello. And we are going to be discussing the movie About a Boy, uh, written by Chris and Paul Weitz and Peter Hedges, directed by Chris and Paul Weitz, about a London bachelor who pretends to be a single parent in order to meet women. But in the process, he befriends, like, a 12-year-old boy. As one does <laughs> in London. Honestly? Oh, yeah. Are guys, they in London? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> Definitively. All right. First hot take oh. is that... Do we start with hot takes? Yeah. Is that the format of the podcast? It, it, I, I just decided. Uh, okay. Hugh Grant does so many pedophile activities in this mm. movie. That the it, fact that he's not a pedophile is astounding. Like, okay. I keep going. I keep going. Like, okay. Like, befriend. Because the mic just got real hot. So I don't know. <laughs> Talk into it. Or... Like, befriends a random, like, boy. Has, kind of has no life of his own outside of this. Hangs out with the boy without his mother knowing, which admittedly he assumed that the mother knew. But then he starts, like, buying the boy gifts. And like gifting him developmentally inappropriate music, uh, and like trying to interfere with how the mom is raising her son, which admittedly the mom isn't <laughs> doing the best job. Mm. But from an outside perspective, like if this was a Reddit post, if if Tony, if the mom in this movie, who the mom is played by Tony Collette, if she had made like a Reddit post that was like, should I be concerned? This grown man told me that he had a son. He lied about that. And now he's best friends with my 12-year-old boy and is buying him all these presents and hanging out with him all the time and doesn't really do anything else besides that. I would be like, yeah, like, fucking run. <laughs> like, that's so weird. But in the movie, like, because <laughs> Hugh Grant is the protagonist, it's like, okay, I get it. Like, you're not a pedophile. Uh, like, we understand that he has good intentions, but it's the sort of thing where if I was hearing the story from Tony Collette's side, mm. I would be like... No, so it's like, good. It's good we get the. Address. It's good we get the double narration because we can see from his inner thoughts and his outer actions. Oh, he's not he's a pedophile. Not a I love the double narration. Oh, I yeah, hated I thought, that. Oh, okay. really? I no. I, I I just hate voiceover narration in general. <laughs> okay, so wait, when I started, should we this... just say like if we liked the movie or not? So yeah, I make... liked the movie. <laughs> okay, I did like the movie. I love the movie. I've actually seen it like seven times. <laughs> I think it's because I'm of a certain age, and the movie came out at a very specific time, right after September 11th. Mm. It was like in the oh. spring, and I think there was something about the movie that sort of was a nice softness at the time. Definitely. And um, I actually think it's maybe Hugh Grant's the last of his great movies, if you consider any of his movies great. Mm. No, you disagree? I disagree. I think that music well, music and lyrics is a perfect movie. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love music and lyrics. That's a terrible movie. What? I don't think I've seen him in anything <laughs> except for... The Magic Pudding? Was he in The Magic Pudding? No. <laughs> no. I thought that Wait. he was one of the voices in Notting this other Hill? Tony Collette movie that we covered. Well, Hill. my favorite movie, Cloud Atlas, he's in that, but oh, yeah. that's not really a movie yeah, that true. people like to talk about. <laughs> I, love, I love Cloud Atlas. Oh, I love it. I'm just yeah. saying... 
That's the only thing I've seen him in. And is he in Love Actually? Yeah. He's in, uh, yeah, Paddington yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, I just watched A Very English Scandal on uh, Amazon. It's pretty good. He's the lead. You know, <laughs> Hugh Grant had a very English scandal. Do you know about that? No. Yes. He was caught in, he was in L.A., and he picked up a prostitute who turned out to be transsexual, and they were caught and arrested. And it was like a huge, it was like in the late 90s. He was engaged to Elizabeth Hurley, who was like huh. a very yeah. proper... British oh. actress, and then he had to sort of come up with that, you know, come deal with that in public. But wow. it Nobody, all worked out fine. He yeah. was sort of like, whatever, I did it. <laughs> That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like J Law's nudes. Um, <laughs> it's the second okay. time in two days I brought that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing that I I know that like I I did truly love this movie, but all of my notes for the first like ten minutes are so negative. Um. Mm. I don't understand why Hugh Grant's... Okay, the voiceover narration switches from present to past tense so many times that it infuriated Mm. me. It was like... Because first of all, it was Hugh Grant uh, talking in present tense, Mm -hmm. and then it would shift to the kid, and the kid would be like, I was 11 years old. I woke up in my room. And it's Mm. like, why is he talking from the past? And then Hugh Grant would start talking as if it was the past, and the Mm. kid would be talking as if it was present, and I was like... I guess, and they never really resolved, like, because it's not like in the future, at the end, they're like, and now, I mean, they did, but it's not like they're like, we have been telling the story to yeah. a specific, it's like, we're both just, I think it was just their inner thoughts. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Which, yeah, which, which is fine, but do it in the present. And I didn't hate the double <laughs> narration because I think that's the one thing that made the narration existing okay. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, so yeah, because usually when it comes to voiceover narration, I'm like, this has no reason to be there. Most of the time, I think yeah. that most movies that I see with voiceover narration would have been completely fine without it. So but... I thought about this a lot. Yeah, and okay. I think that you need like the kids' narration because otherwise, yeah. uh, he just like is like a manic trick, uh, <gasps> manic pixie dream boy. <gasps> Right, because like then you don't get any of his inner stuff, but he's just like this like kid who like doesn't take in no for an answer and like waltzes into his yeah. life and like fixes his life. That's so. Because like true. if you don't get that like perspective, then you then he's just like this like like a uh, device rather than like a three dimensional character. That's that com- makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's, that's true. Good. Thought of that on the train. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. the cast for a second, because. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas was, Holt as a child. Yeah. Oh my god! And I just mentioned Jennifer Lawrence's news. Yeah, who yeah. He, they were sent to him. Anyway, I'm actually. I'm not gonna keep talking about that, but I'm, I just realized they were I'm together. I'm very unfamiliar <laughs> with every actor in this movie besides Tony Collette. Like I don't think really. I've ever seen a well, Hugh he Grant was on movie. Skins. I never saw. He's Skins. in Warm Bodies. He yeah. I never saw Warm Bodies. He, X-Men. Uh huh. And the favorite with Rachel Weisz, who's also in this movie. Mm-hmm. So good. I love Rachel Weisz. She's so good. Yeah, she's so good. Um, did you see the favorite? I have not. I didn't see it either. I didn't love it, but it's only because I didn't like. I spent seventeen dollars on it, and then I didn't <laughs> love it. And you know, when you like spend seventeen dollars on a movie that you don't love, and you're like, "Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I should have yeah. streamed this." <laughs> but it was fine. Um, Can I defend music and lyrics for a second? Yeah. <laughs> the Hugh Grant film music and lyrics. Okay. Me, for me personally, it's a, it, it's a good film because it was the first movie I saw Hugh Grant in. 
and it like, changed your life. The, uh, the first time you see Hugh Grant, you're like, who is this person that has all this charisma and like English charm? Mm-hmm. And the songs are very good in the film. Therefore, <laughs> who else is in that? Isn't, Isn't it Drew like Barrymore? Drew Barrymore? Yeah, I mean, but I think it's a very subpar Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah. And I think it's a subpar Hugh Grant movie. I think they're kind of both walking through it. And you kind of know what's going to happen from the beginning. And <laughs> The songs are great, though. Are what they? are the songs? <laughs> it's, why, it's the whole reason why people like Bohemian Rhapsody. The movie. That's why. Because <laughs> they like the music. Can I say oh. the soundtrack for this, though, is also something I had an emotional connection to, that theme song. Yeah meant something to me when I heard it in the movie again I was like oh yeah I used to listen to this song all the time so yeah it was yeah. called about a boy right yeah because they say it in the credits who sings it badly drawn boy mm. Sick. I don't know who they are <laughs> I think it, it's one guy it felt very um can I mention the extreme parallels I noticed with the sixth sense Oh, you just, mean when he name drops Haley Joel Osment right. within the first yeah. 45 seconds? But just the fact that Tony's there, and it's like she basically has the same role. Yeah. But the only difference is Hugh Grant's alive <laughs> and can interact with other people. Mm. But Maybe if we're being honest, Bruce Willis Ooh. fully acted like a pedophile in that movie, too. But he was just a ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just wary <laughs> of any... Um, adult who makes like a child who isn't their blood relative like their reason. Did you never living. befriend an older man when you were? When I was twelve, no, I didn't. <laughs> didn't you used to catfish pedophiles online when you were twelve? I did. I did do that, mm. and that's why I and, and that's why I was so worried. <laughs> you knew the truth, but, I but like she does. She does go and confront him about it. Yeah, and she does. No, totally she does. Freak out. Yeah, yeah, no, she she does freak out. Which I was like, I Good. during during her like tantrum in the in, at the restaurant, I was like, yeah, like one hundred percent, like I'm on her side. Uh, and then like he's like, okay, fine, like I'm done. And she says, well. If you're correct, and if my son is in so much trouble, then why are you just, like, done? Mm. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, that's why he's not someone you want to have your kid around. That's why he has to be out of your life. But then she's like, help me raise my son. And I was like, what? You sure are going through a hard time, Tony Collette. She is. I mean, this is one of my reasons why I wanted to talk about this movie, because I think that the, her portrayal, I she's, think she's great in the movie. Yeah. But what she's asked to portray is very complicated mm-hmm. and problematic. You know, like she's she's dealing with clinical depression, oh, and yet they're not really. The tone of the movie doesn't really totally allow that, right? Because it's not about yeah. her. They don't make it about her at all. It's about a boy, boy. <laughs> not a woman <laughs> yeah. who's depressed. It's about two boys. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's about three. Bo- no, um, <laughs> Hugh Grant emotionally. And mm. Nicholas Holt physically. Oh. So I was very like disturbed by when they find Tony Collette like. Oh my god! And she has little attempt. like chunks of vomit yes. on her face. Yes. That I thought she was dead. I do not like vomit in movies. No, I oh. thought she was gonna pull Bruce Willis oh my god. and be dead for the rest of the movie. Thankfully, she That's was what alive. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> pulling a Bruce Willis forever. If someone's dead in a movie, yeah, you're pulling a Bruce Willis. <laughs> I hope that one day, if I die, 
you deliver a eulogy at my funeral. And it's like, so Samantha Prosser pulled a Bruce Willis recently. <laughs> <laughs> what about when he actually dies? Uh, then the... When Bruce Willis dies? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think he will. You don't think he'll die? No. Mm, I th- it's possible, I guess. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's already dead, yeah. Uh, so anyway, she tries to kill herself. She tries to kill herself. She goes to the hospital. She comes back like a Her day friend later. is kind of annoying. Mm. And <laughs> Her Irish friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were two blonde Irish women mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. who looked very similar. And the but one was different. only in that one scene, right? At the restaurant. That's Hugh Grant's friend. Yeah, yeah no, she that's was in Hugh Grant. She was at the beginning, right? Yeah. She, yeah. she, she has that like exposition scene with her husband and the baby, where they're just like, you know, your life's a mess. Like, are you going oh, to do anything yeah, about yeah, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that on a different day than I watched the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, I did too. Sorry guys. <laughs> no, but then, so basically, Hugh Grant's whole deal is that he doesn't work, doesn't have a job, um, and makes all his living off of this his Christmas song that royalties. his dad wrote. Which I think is really actually interesting. Real song? No, I uh, I don't okay, imagine yeah. so. <laughs> I didn't look it up because <laughs> it, it sounded very familiar. Super Super Santa super, Sleigh or something. Super Sleigh Rider. Super Sleigh. Rider. But this yeah. is a very this is a British trope from that time because really? also in um, Notting Hill, I think he is living off of some money he made from something else. I Hugh think. Grant? Oh, no, his best friend is like a one-hit wonder, mm. or Bridget Jones' Diary. One of them has one of those, mm-hmm. right? And then in Love Actually, there's also the, yeah. the guy who, well, he makes it, he makes it big again song, for the Christmas yeah. song. Yeah, so. It felt very Love Actually, especially like the ending with the concert and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's oh. up with British people not working and like singing Christmas music all the time? Um, What's yeah. up with that? They know where the good money's at. It's a really good. It's a good question. I mean, I, I found something online and it's unresearched, but they said that with one Christmas song you can make like five hundred thousand dollars if it's like a year off royalties, if it's like Shit. really well researched. So, oh. or if it's really well uh, shazammed. Yeah, shazammed or trafficked <laughs> on yeah. air. Um, oh. But oh, oh, I think oh, I have. did. You just mess it all. I didn't. Do I sound good? I, I, <laughs> I sound great. Anyway, you're right, Tucker. I'm gonna get on that. Yeah. Unresearched, five hundred thousand dollars a year. He's pulling in. I think you know Mariah Carey has that Christmas song, and I think oh, that yeah. does really well for her. Oh, she yeah. doesn't even need. It's probably her only source of income. <laughs> Which is crazy because she had like yeah, yeah no. <laughs> she had, she was like one of the most successful artists ever, and now that's the only thing she's known for is badly singing that every year. What oh, badly? God. Did you not see? Did you not see that video? The Thirty of Rock, her like, at, um, not at, the show Thirty Rock, uh, but at Rockefeller oh, Center. God, that that like, uh, I thought it was New Year's. It was Year's. the tree lighting. It was oh, both. Oh. She had two horrible performances two years in a row. And uh, somebody released the video of uh, what her actual audio sent because oh, no. she was lip syncing yeah, yeah, for the television uh, broadcast. But somebody released what she was actually singing. Uh, well, she was singing, was like, but it was like great. not. Like, they removed all the feed, like, every other music crowd, like, everything. And it's just her, and it's, like, the worst. It's so good. Yeah. And then the next year, they tried to redeem her by letting her perform, like, New Year's. And then she just, like, she couldn't hear her track. So she oh, just refused yeah. to sing and walked around going, I need the music. I need the music. <laughs> Wasn't even dancing. Oh, speaking of uh, performing poorly in front of people, yeah. what do we think of the climax? Is it earned? No. Is it not earned? You, you say not her. I had, I'm going to take a hard pass at this uh, finale. I hated every second of it. <laughs> I did love the first time they sang Killing Me Softly together. Why? 
Oh, when Tony when was Tony. Uh, I just think I think it is such a true talent if you're a good singer yeah. to be able to convincingly fake singing badly. Because Tony Collette is a very talented. She has a singer. band. She yeah. has a band. She was on Broadway. Um, oh, a few of her movies have just randomly had her do a song. Just had her randomly singing. Yeah, she like sings the end credit song for one of her earliest movies. Mm. Uh, and in this one. Yeah, she's, that was she's pretty funny. Very badly and playing the piano very badly, and but it it's was just cute. A comic triumph. But yeah, so do you think the ending was earned? Um, the talent show. Yeah, so he like sings to softly for his mom, because it makes her feel good when she. But what I had an issue was the morality of it. Like, oh yeah, don't I, let him huge... sing and express himself. Do not let him perform just because all the kids are gonna make fun of him. Like. Yeah, okay, maybe it wasn't great, but these kids are shitty. Like, control them, teachers. The part that I really (laughs) liked was, like, the moment that you see in a lot of, like, it's, like, such a trope where the, like, bad guy or whatever is, like, who's that? You know what I mean? Like, the bully, like, when Hugh Grant was on stage, he's, like, who's that guy? And, like, you know the good guys are going to win. Like, I feel like it happens in, like, battle scenes where, like, I don't know, like a hero yeah. comes out and someone's like, who's that guy? And then like, you know, like they're- And then like, the other one started getting into it for a second and then he looks at him. Oh uh, yeah, The classic. bullies. Classic. Yeah. I just don't- That's I, also, yeah. I just had a lot of trouble believing that um, the those children would be impressed by Hugh Grant. <laughs> mm. What do well, you think? I, I mean, I just think it is a strange moment. I don't necessarily feel like it's earned. I feel like the minute that he- goes and tries to break up the group and talk to her from there on the movie just kind of turns into like we need to get to the end and so Wait, when he goes to... oh, when he goes to the, well, she's having her group oh um, yeah which is very Jerry Maguire moment like he breaks oh. up the group and talks to her and then she's like I'm not attracted to you and he's like I wasn't interested <laughs> yeah. and then they get in the car you know and I liked the moment in the car though where she was like oh I have been trying to put something on top of him but then I was also like why are we not focusing on the fact that you're clinically depressed and this is all, you know, this is still a problem. Oh my God. Every <laughs> time somebody asks Tony Collette's character in this movie, if she's going to kill herself again, she's like, why would you think that? No, I'm not going to. And it's like, you literally tried the other day. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, people are still worried. What are you talking about? And they didn't about? even like recommend like inpatient or anything. For yeah. Her. No, she's on oh, no medication. No. She's not going to a doctor. She's, there's no treatment plan. And, 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 and mean, Hugh Grant keeps being like, he's like, Hey, so, are you, are you going to do something about this depression? And she's like, oh, typical man, you think you can fix everything. And it's like, what? Her only character trait is that she's depressed and that she is a vegetarian. I also oh, like, yeah. But yeah. she sells it. I mean, it's not like she does a bad job, but I was just like, yeah. I also, I, I, I did really like the uh, speech that Hugh Grant gives to uh, the kid right before he goes on for the school talent show where mm. he says like, you're not responsible for your mom, like not mm. killing herself like you can't just fuck up your own life in the hopes that it'll save your mother's life because like either she's gonna kill herself or she won't like you like it it it's not your problem essentially which was the exact like issue that i had with the concept of him going to the school talent show Uh because it's like yeah like fuck the other kids like you shouldn't care if they bully you or whatever but also i feel like if they're like beating him up and stealing his shoes, maybe he should just kind of try to stay under the radar just for like survival purposes. <laughs> like maybe now is not the best time to like 
perform like, Killing Me Softly. Yeah. I'd love yourself. to see that movie, though, where like you play the Hugh Grant part and you're like, you know, you should just really lay low. <laughs> 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 and, and, like, you know, maybe we'll fix your hair and like just put your, keep I your also, head down. Yeah, I also think the that halls. the makeover sequence would have worked better if he didn't go to like a school with uniforms. What makeover sequence? <laughs> he just buys him sneakers. Oh, the fuggliest sneakers of all time. Yeah. Oh, but can we talk about? We can talk about that in the Tony's part. fugly sweater that he asked her to. <laughs> Where when he tries, when he like when he like makes his mom and Hugh Grant go on a date. And oh, I actually man. screenshot oh, the hairy jumper. Yes. And the line yes. is, I had her put on that nice hairy jumper, and then it, yeah. it's Hugh Grant's narration. He's like, I believe she's dressed as a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Classic the costume design was it was great. Flawless oh, in fantastic! This movie. You could I tell they were him. like lower class because they were like only wool <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. stay warm in the winter. <laughs> so, what do we think of the like parent trap like part of the movie where there's just one Lindsay Lohan and it's Nicholas Holt? <laughs> I don't know. I like the part where he like. I do like the initial part where he starts hanging out with him all the time. Like, just shows up, goes watches a game show every day. But then setting him up with his mom, I do like the choice that she wasn't the one that he ends up with. Yeah, I liked that. I did too. But I also don't know really why we needed him to have a love interest. I, I, I like, yeah, like Rachel Vice is amazing, but she didn't have a lot to do in this movie. And them ending up together at the end seemed, yeah. it, it wasn't believable. And he to me. already I lied to really... a bunch of women. Why did he need to lie to one more woman for I the know. third act? I did like um, the... Uh... To show that change is gradual, not instantaneous. <laughs> mm, okay. I did like that uh, <laughs> confrontation dinner scene that they had, though, where he's like, you know, I never said that he was my son. And she's like, mm. oh, yeah, no, I guess I'm just a crazy psycho bitch because <laughs> yeah. he showed up at my door with a 12-year-old boy and I assumed he was your son. <laughs> yeah, I d- that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you go. Oh, but how- what about... Rachel Weisz's insane oh, son named Alistair. Love him. I thought that was the breakout role of the yeah, performance. Yeah, no, he of the was movie. great. He's like married to some queer comedian now. Really? Yeah. Um, he looked like uh, Beans from YouTube. <laughs> beans, <laughs> but like bully. Wait, beans. let me look him up. I don't know what his, yeah. what's his name. Um, uh, I I his character's name was Alistair. He's married to a guy called Josh, I think. <laughs> you know that for a fact. It was on his Wikipedia page right today. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Why? Because uh, <laughs> we were doing this podcast. <laughs> I like to know as little as possible about Before you come in. Yeah, yeah. that's oh. great. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. Oh, that's cool. Well, no, I mean, it was a great cast. I thought that... Um, we have to... No, wh- I'm sorry. I still want to stay talking about Rachel Weisz's son. Oh, yeah, go because, ahead. Because, okay, Hugh Grant goes on, like, a date with her that's just him, like, hanging out at her house. Oh, yeah. He brings Nicholas Holtz, and they're like... And he's like, go hang out with Rachel Weisz's son. And they go into the little boy's room, and they leave the two boys alone. Uh, and the boy just starts, like, threatening to kill Nicholas Holtz, mm-hmm. saying, you tell your dad not to ever come near my mother again or else I'll personally kill you. And Nicholas Holtz, who cannot keep a secret, is like, he's not even my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and but then he's, he's so whiny about it. He's, like, so, he's so whiny. He's only yeah. keen on, she's <laughs> so only annoying. keen on me. Amazing. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So, yeah, so Nicholas Holtz is like, I think that, um, I think that Hugh Grant and your mom really like each other. And... Rachel Weisz's son is like, no, she only likes me. And Nicholas Holtz just very calmly says, 
I used to want to marry my mom, but that was back when I was depressed. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, how old was he in this movie? Was he 12? Question. I want to say 12. Because yeah. then he tries to date Tonks at the end. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tonks. <laughs> Slash game there was of a fist bump girl. there. Yeah, when I, I fist bumped the microphone. Um, my preferred <laughs> climax of this movie nah. would have been that Nicholas Holt asks um, those like goth kids, one of them whom is played by Tonks from the Harry Potter Natalia movies, Tenna. to do the talent show with him, and they say yes. He and did ask her. No, but I wish that she had said yes, and then when mm. Hugh Grant and Tony Collette go running in to like save oh. him, he's actually just like having a great time with his friends, and like it's not that bad, and they're like, oh, he's gonna be okay after all, and then you could still go to Nicholas Holt being like, you know, like it's about teams, like you need more than one person, and then he's like, I have more than one person in my oh. life, I do not have to rely solely on uh this like nothing man and Whoa. my mom who nothing man. may or may not his dad wrote a hit single <laughs> <laughs> and he has a cool house it's a sick yeah flat. a fish tank and that big mural <laughs> that just said jazz <laughs> <laughs> but i like your ending yeah i, I like that oh i like the ending when they talk about they the should backup have consulted and stuff. Me yeah no, when i was good. six years old yeah I got out of school early on 9-11. I had plenty of time. Yeah, they were probably still <laughs> filming that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too they soon. Had, uh, they had time for some rewrites. What? I have I have something I thought Yeah. Of. So okay. then this is a kind of a stretch, uh, but it's not really. What movie does this remind you of, like in terms of plot structure? Came Freaky out of Friday. Time. Freaky Friday. Just because of the guitar scene at the end. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Are you asking, is, is this... No. So it reminded me of Shrek because... <laughs> okay. There's a guy... Okay, ready? There's a guy... <laughs> okay. There's a guy... And oh, who treats his peers being, like shit. Treats his peers like shit and he likes being lonely. Okay? <gasps> then all of a sudden, this annoying short person <laughs> comes into his life and basically uh, shows him to care about someone. And by caring about that one person, he learns to care for multiple people. Are you saying Donkey is... I'm saying Donkey is Nicholas Holt, Hugh Grant is Shrek. Okay. And About a Boy is the movie Shrek. Is Tony wow. Collette the dragon? Tony Collette is... Lord Farquaad. Mm, it's not a one-to-one. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue Donkey has no bearing on the actual plot of Shrek. No. Wait. Maybe. You think? Huh. Wait, why? He's just there. Oh, yeah. Donkey doesn't contribute much. He's a catalyst. He's the catalyst of Shrek? Yeah. I think that I would be... I feel like Nicholas Holt is more active throughout the movie, though. <laughs> Donkey just kind of does, like, one thing. No, actually, no. Donkey pulls Shrek out of the swamp at the end. <laughs> He's like, come on. We're going to the wedding. I have no so... opinion. I never saw Shrek. <gasps> oh. What? Lucky. Really? None, you think? None of the franchise? No. Shrek the 2. Next, the, the next time you want to watch About a Boy for the eighth time. Watch Shrek. Watch Shrek for the first. First. Okay. And then watch it's About a Boy as a double feature. It's essentially the same movie. I probably won't watch About a Boy again. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> no. I feel like I feel like I'll watch this movie again though, if I'm being completely honest. I, yeah, I've had. So, oh yeah. Like I've had so much. Neg- I've had so many negative things to say about it, but I really did like it. No, it was actually. Yeah, I didn't love the like last third, but I think overall I liked it. I, I liked, just didn't. Um, yeah. Once Rachel Vice came in, I was like, why is this? I liked when Rachel Vice was making her son apologize mm-hmm. to the kid, uh, and the kid was barely holding back like the most gleeful smile, like he was so uh, happy <laughs> that he had gotten this boy in trouble, and mm-hmm. then the boy is like crying. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Where are we in the plot though? Uh, oh, there's a quote that I wrote down. Were we going where... chronologically through the plot? Were you not aware? Absolutely. Were you not aware? Oh, one of the other. Okay, one of the other reasons <laughs> why. Okay, one, one of the other reasons why I didn't trust Hugh Grant in this. I've just been listening to so many like true crime podcasts for the past <clears throat> three years. Um, when uh, the little boy kills the duck. And the guy oh, and the guy the comes rat. over and is like, "Did you kill that duck?" <clears throat> and Hugh Grant encourages a child to lie, like we're just gonna have this secret between us, and that's mm. not good You're going for back to the pedophilia. But it was to a cop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like you should lie to cops yeah, because they're always. not your friends. One time, uh, I think I was like about twelve. And my grandparents uh, let me see Borat with them, <laughs> which not the movie to see with your grandparents. That explains off. a lot. But then they were like, don't tell your parents. We <laughs> let you watch this whole thing with us. My dad uh, did that to me, except it was watching The Born Identity with him when I was homesick from school. Nice. Mm. Yeah. I but... did it Clockwork Orange with my dad when <gasps> I was oh, like nice. 13. Oh, that, like, totally God. scarred me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I, um, I watched... Uh, when I was like 15, maybe, uh, my dad and I really weren't close at all. And my mom wanted us to be. So she made my dad take me to the movies. And she was like, go see that Uh-oh. new SNL movie that came out, Bridesmaids, which opens on like eight minutes of Kristen Wiig and John Hamm fucking mm. like horribly. Uh, <laughs> Fun. And yeah. And then afterwards, my dad and I were like, no more movies. <laughs> No more movies. And now, like, sometimes he'll ask me if I want to go see something with him or, like, if I want to go see a play. And I'm like, I reject that on principle. And then he'll text me after and be like, yeah, that was, like, a very sexual play. (laughs) I'm like, why is this the running gag? (laughs) (laughs) Of all things. Um, I liked that they were vegetarian. That was cool. I liked liked when kids are vegetarian. But he wasn't, though. He was. Didn't he eat meat and then was like, "Mom, why are we vegetarian?" No. No, he um he asked oh. his mom he? why. He he says was he like, eating with the big grabber claw thing. Oranges. Oh. He um I'm he he <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he says why am I a vegetarian? Like you just raised me to be a vegetarian without asking me first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, she's like, I cook. Yeah. I like that scene because he was like, um. He was like, why do we not go to McDonald's? I love the way mm. they pronounce McDonald's. And she was like, and then she's like, I can't stop you from going to McDonald's. I'd just be disappointed if you did. Yeah. And I was like, Is Tony Collette a good mother? I think that she's not operating at her fullest potential right. because she's dealing with a mental illness. She's not dealing with a mental illness at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. She's just ignoring it and getting freaked and out whenever asks anybody her, asks her about it. Her son asked her, are you going to kill yourself? She's like, not at the moment. Like, <laughs> she what said the that, like, three fuck? Times. 
I don't think she's a good mother. I think that she's wrapped up in a nice package for the movie, but I think I would have called child services. (laughs) I mean, you know, like she needs... If the movie was like less of a feel-good comedy and it explored her more, it would not be... Yeah. Okay, another question. Hugh Grant is 38 and single and a womanizer. Uh, Why doesn't he have no emotional baggage at all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, multiple times he's just like, I have nothing going on in my life. I was like, how is I I was like, how has he gotten to like this point? Like, there's like the there's the one scene where he's like laying on the ground listening to his dad's like Christmas song, but that's like the only like. Uh, like I guess trauma that he has, like the fact that his dad like wrote a really good song and like he uh, can't escape. got very really rich from it. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. Traumatic, yeah, we yeah. don't know why he is the way he is. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, there's yeah. little to no explanation. There's I just no don't know why he he does nothing, but he's just now realizing that whenever he tells people that he does nothing, it's weird. They don't take it. Yeah, and he's been doing nothing for presumably his entire adult life. It would have made so much more sense if he was like. In his twenties, maybe he was because it's like you know, like I feel like if you're 38, you've had so much time to reflect. Uh Oh, who? Wait, sorry. Maybe that's what the story's about. Is like he's now 38, and suddenly it's not fun to say anymore. Right. Um, Oh, they offer. I feel like it would have stopped getting fun so much sooner, though. I wrote this down. Yeah. They offered the role to Brad Pitt. What? Yeah, they were gonna do it in England. They were gonna. And, it was gonna be an American story. And yeah. and he turned it down because he felt <laughs> that it was implausible for somebody as attractive as he is to have any trouble getting women. For real? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would tend to agree. And he appears in the film yeah. <laughs> on the front cover of like a Maxim or something. In yeah. the oh, movie. that's hilarious. Oh, that's right. He's like reading it. <laughs> Did you see Once Upon a Time in America? Or no. Uh, in Hollywood? In Hollywood? Mm. Yes. No. Not yet. I mean, Brad Pitt is amazing. Very sexy. Yeah. Takes his shirt off and you're like, damn. You're like, how old? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are those abs? How old are they abs? <laughs> he's, he's how, early, <laughs> how old are they abs? He's in his early 50s. Yeah. Early to mid 50s. Who's yeah. he? Is he got? Is he remarried already? No. He should have never left Jennifer. I mean, I I can go on about this. But. <laughs> no, no, do, do, do. <laughs> well, you know, I think he was probably at his happiest with Jennifer. I think yeah. that they were stoners together, and they didn't want to have kids. And then Angelina came in, and I don't think she, like, stole him, but I think she was at the height of her power, and uh-huh. he was attracted and maybe a little bored with Je- Jennifer. But how many people do you think at the height of their power could steal Brad Pitt away from Jennifer Aniston? I think Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I think only Angelina Jolie. Yeah, maybe. Gina Casale. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it? Who could steal... Um, you don't think like uh, Audrey Hepburn at the height of her power? Oh, Marilyn Monroe, maybe. Mm, Marilyn Monroe. Just kidding. I'm not comparing Marilyn Monroe and Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer Jolie, Angelina. Jennifer Jolie. Angelina Aniston. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm. Ew. That would have been gross. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. yeah. She's so good in Garfield. <laughs> one. Garfield one. I don't know. <laughs> she actually is good in that. I remember now. Glenn Close. I loved Ghost Whisperer when I was a kid. Glenn Close could steal him. I would have liked to see that. Glenn Close from Glenn Close from Hook. (laughs) Close from Glenn Close in 101 101 Dalmatians. Honestly, her that was when she wished she'd won the Oscar. I knew when she didn't win for that. I wish Tony Collette was in 101 Dalmatians so we could do a podcast. You know what? Why wasn't she? 
Because uh, <laughs> Hugh Laurie t- took her part. Oh. Did you see the picture of Emma Stone as Cruella? Yeah. Oh, They're no. making a what? new Cruella origin story with Emma oh, Stone no. as Cruella. Wait, really? Yeah. Did you I not... thought that was just you like a photo a shoot that she did for <laughs> something. They were like, we'll dress up. I mean, it's not a great photo, but. Cruella. Or that it was like some magazine was like dressing up young starlets as Disney villains. Like nope. in my mind, it was like a picture oh, okay. of Emma Stone as Cruella. No, she's actually playing Cruella. Next to like, I don't know. Angelina Jolie Tana as Mojo Maleficent. As Ursula. Who? <laughs> some YouTuber. Oh, um, your sister <laughs> as <laughs> Ursula? Yeah. Question. Yeah. What do we think of Nicholas Holt's hair change at the end? Yeah, that was so unnecessary. It showed that he had matured, but to me, it seemed like he became actually less cool (laughs) at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because his hair was worse. Maybe he was never about being cool. He just wanted to be with his mom and and, uh, Hugh Grant. He wasn't going to change that much. Mm -hmm. I tend to think maybe they just ended up shooting the end of the movie later. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think that that was it. Yeah. That's like, oh my just god. Happened to have okay, we've talked. Okay, we've talked about this movie on so many like other episodes of the podcast. It's iconic. We had to we had to cover this movie called Diana and Me about a woman played by Tony Collette whose name is Diana who's Diana Spencer with, is her uh, name who's okay. obsessed with Princess Diana and goes to England to try and meet her and the mo- the movie was fully filmed and edited and ready for release. Uh, before Princess Diana died, but the whole movie is her oh, like becoming no friends with a paparazzo and like and they chase chasing Princess London. Diana oh. around London, oh. and then Princess In Diana cars. died. So oh, they had no. so they had to do all these reshoots oh. where they didn't even change anything about the movie. They just had this like bookended epilogue at the beginning and end where it's her with like a much shorter haircut visiting Princess Diana's grave. Yeah. And being like, I miss you, Diana. But they had to like oh, film at the actual grave, oh, and they yeah. knew it was tacky, but they had to because they and couldn't release it otherwise. It'd be like so. It, w- it would be so weird, yeah. Wow. So, so then the movie was like an absolute flop. Everybody was like, and it's like this. a good movie. I feel bad for them. Yeah, it wasn't because there was movie. a comment on in the movie on like privacy. The end like, moral being... of the movie is that you should not chase Princess Diana around. <laughs> they which, done... which they that was the moral before she died. Right. So, and and the movie in a way was ahead of its time. They should have done what they did in Fast and Furious 7 where they just CGI'd Paul Walker into the rest of the movie. Oh no, they did? Did they? Yeah. Uh, he died halfway through. That's did not it with exa- Carrie Fisher? Again, it's not a right? one-to-one. Didn't they do that with Carrie Fisher in yeah, oh, in Star Wars. But like in a young, in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Uh, Honestly, um, we're going to be all CGI. So. Honestly, the fact that... I'm okay with that. The fact that <laughs> Carrie Fisher spent the last like year of her life tweeting about how much she hated Donald Trump only to piece the fuck out of this world like three weeks before he took office. <laughs> like, aspirational. True. Yeah. Well, that's a good clean exit. Yeah. Um, do you think, you know, I'm thinking about that movie and the moment you said that she had to play at the grave and like yeah. what was going through her head when she was playing it. Like, how do you play that? Yeah. I found like a lot of moments in this movie that were dependent on Tony Collette playing like four things at once without any words. Mm. True. Oh, you know, yeah. like when she comes in after being at the hospital and um, he's on the couch and she like looks at him and she has it's like three things happening at once. Like, will you accept me? I'm a fuck up. Hi. (laughs) And and I thought that was really, that was a lot to give her to do, but she could do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She always does that. And it's like, 
She pulls the most possible out of sometimes weak scripts. Yeah. Like, this is not a weak oh, script, definitely. but like it, she has been the best part of so many horrible movies that we've because she's always always present and doing like four she things. She really at once. gives like every role its due. Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah, she's quite good in this movie. Yeah, she is. I think she's like the ultimately like the heart of the movie. Like, oh yeah. She, yeah. If she, you could have another actress playing that, and we wouldn't be able to feel the story. I feel like somebody know? else mm-hmm. would have made her almost like a like caricature. I, yeah. yeah, caricature. Yeah. She could have been like easily one dimensional. Like like we like the four of us in this room can agree that she's like not a great mom. Uh, but I feel like another actress playing this, that would have been even more pronounced when it wasn't supposed to be. Right. Mm. I think that we are ultimately supposed to think that she's a good mom and like yeah. she's clearly Or she's on her way to Yeah, yeah. or she's not on her way to I think that uh I think that Tony plays it in such a way where she 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 really gives the character the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. I guess. You can tell that there's no judgment coming from her as an actress. I just wanna very briefly note that it's interesting that so many of her movies um, seem to be about a like white guy who does nothing with his life <laughs> hmm. and is just annoying and like we have to root for him yeah. even though he I mean yeah it's a plot point that he becomes better but like it's this it's cozy the pallbearer the pallbearer don't you think this is a time thing though? Like this was oh, late nineties, oh, yeah. early aughts. That's you know. like what every. That's movie what everyone was like. About. We yeah. need to watch these white men, these mediocre upper a, class white men. Doing it was just nothing. a. It, it was a bunch. It was just a bunch of like blank slate protagonists. Yeah. But weirdly, because we were supposed to consider them a blank slate, but they would also do objectively horrible things, mm-hmm. and we were kind of supposed to just be okay with it. Like we watched this movie called The Pallbearer about a guy who. Uh, pretends to have been somebody's best friend who just killed himself. It's like Dear Evan Hansen, but worse. Mm. And then he sleeps with the mom of the guy. And then guy he sleeps with the mom of the dead guy. Just because he had the same name as Is his actual David friend. Schwimmer? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah. well, any movie with Gwyneth. <laughs> you don't like her? No. I became a fan of her because of this podcast. Really? Brad, Brad should have stayed with Gwyneth. Oh. <laughs> was he with Gwyneth with too? Falchuk? Yeah, of course. Also with Juliette yeah. Lewis. But Gwyneth Paltrow married Brad, Brad Falchuk. Falchuk, the co-creator of Glee. Mm-hmm. Which I know because I was reading this <laughs> book Ryan about Murphy Saturday Night. <laughs> he did it all. He did it all. He just did. She won an Emmy for Glee, so who cares? <laughs> Nothing's real. <laughs> uh, I'm reading the... Uh, what? I didn't know Gwyneth Paltrow won an Emmy for that. I know, right? Anything's possible. I read a book with an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow where she referred to Lauren Michaels as a waspy Jew. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's kind of and, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I Googled Gwyneth Paltrow Jewish and it turns out she is Jewish. She oh. is. Gwyneth Paltrow Jewish? Yeah. Did you put a question mark or just yeah. think the question mark? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to awards. Uh, here on the Tony Awards, we deliver three awards to each film that we cover. First of which being best prop. So, Kenny, what was your best prop in this? Um, well, I have two. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have the dead duck. Oh, mm, nice. <laughs> um, upside down in the water. And also, I'm sorry, Sam, but the vomit that's carefully staged around <gasps> Tony Collette's face. Yeah. Yeah, it was an effective prop for sure. Yeah. I was like, what is that a prop? I was like, I think it is. 
Don't worry. Or is it an effect? Anything can be a prop here. <laughs> okay, thanks. Me? Uh, no, Tucker. Okay. Um, you can I have a couple nominees, and then... Okay. Then we vote. Okay. Yeah, you can... You can whatever. Uh, the Walkman. Mm. It's like a very, like, uh, now it's just like a, a, a snapshot of time. Um, the claw thing that he eats, I guess, an orange. He loved that. That I learned earlier in this podcast. <laughs> uh, the ugly shoes, which they made seem like they were very cool shoes. I thought they were pretty basic gray Asics. <laughs> Roasted. Uh, oh, the, the apple that gets thrown at Hugh Grant's head. I, you probably read this oh. fact as well. But it was actually a foam ball that they painted to look like an apple. Great. Go Thank props God team. it was not an actual apple. Um, he should have done that. Could have really hurt somebody. And the bag of potato chips that he uses like to uh, make it seem like the car seats like lived in in the beginning <laughs> of the movie when he's faking the kid. Um, but my uh, winner was uh, using a child as a prop uh, to pick up women. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Well, now that Tucker's used every prop in the movie, you can, disagree. you can disagree with my perfect prop. Anyway. Okay. Uh, my favorite prop was uh, the spat poster that is in Tony Collette's spat window poster. when Hugh Grant goes looking for her. And then there's a poster in her window that's like facing the street that's like single parents alone together. And he's like, oh, that must be where she is. And he goes and finds her. Spat. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Spat. Um, my prop was uh, Nicholas Holt's grandma. Oh, oh no, no, not even his grandma. It was his dad's yes. girlfriend's stepmom's grandma. grandma. Mm. And also, weirdly, that his dad was a character in the movie for two seconds. Yeah. That, that was odd. That, that felt like a deleted scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so but, funny. So the grandma, though, <laughs> mostly because of the line where she, he, she's like, shake your ass. Is that Moroccan or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like She's like, name. are you a professional Santa? How lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her. She's a prop. She's funny. <laughs> are we having duck? Delicious. Yeah. Ooh. See, I missed her other two lines, and thank you for writing well, it down. <laughs> I write down yours. Um, I also liked when he uh, he was like, thanks, Dad, for whatever. The, oh, it was like socks. He was like, thanks, Dad. And the dad was like, that's okay. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> it's like, I'm, okay. is that just a British thing or is this guy weird? Uh, our our next award is best Tony moment. So Jake, what was yours? Um, I'm gonna go with. Obviously, there were a few. It's always difficult when she's in more than two scenes of a movie. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Where did it go? Oh no! It's Should be for time. My best la, Tony la, la. moment was. Uh, when Nicholas Holt tells her about the kids stealing uh, his shoes and she finds out that he's been hanging out with Hugh Grant and they just do a Meisner exercise for the yes. next like minute and a half <laughs> where she's like, he bought me shoes. And she's like, he bought you shoes? And he's like, yeah, we're friends. And she's like, you're friends? And they just do that for like a long time. I thought that that was very... Uh, oh, yeah. A good one. It, was very, a good one. It, it was very BFA. Uh, Tucker, <laughs> what was yours? What was yours? Oh, uh, oh! Well, Tucker has no Tony to moments, it, only it. props. Um, well, going back to my idea of the... Do you need to get that? No. Um, <laughs> um, going back to uh, my idea of Tony playing several moments at once, I feel like when she was watching the performance and she's standing in the aisle and her shoulders are up and she's like making all these faces and all these different emotions, <laughs> just fearful and elated and mm. scared and... 
loves everybody but doesn't know she should <laughs> i just think there's and again with no words i thought that was kind of wonderful nice yeah um i found that i found it i liked the scene when <laughs> i i already mentioned this but the Killing Me Softly performance. She's just mm. playing the piano, singing badly. Mm. And then the moment when they both close their eyes at the same time. <laughs> so cute. It's so funny. I just love so that, that scene. That, was, yeah. that sold her character for me. Uh, Tucker, what was your favorite? Uh, my best Tony moment was her getting actually nominated for a BAFTA for doing <gasps> a fake British accent. Because I feel like that Ooh. never happens. She got nominated for a BAFTA for this? She got yeah. nominated for a BAFTA for Best, I think, Supporting Actress. Wow. Um, and I feel like the British people are very... Particular. Uh, yeah, particular and protective of their own accent. True. <laughs> and she's Australian, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, now we're moving on to custom awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jake, what was yours? No. Okay. Uh, Tucker, what was your custom award? Uh, mine was the... Uh, Bill Murray Award for being effortlessly charming whenever they want to be is for an actor (laughs) or actress that can just turn on the charm and charm anybody. Bill Um, Murray? Is your namesake for that award? It was uh, Tom Cruise, and then I realized people don't like Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) But I think whenever Tom Cruise smiles at someone or like a Julia Roberts, right? Right. That type of person. I think Hugh Grant is also that type of person. Gatsby. Mm. Gatsby. Leo. Except Leo's, Leo. like, too creepy. <laughs> yeah, Leo's way too creepy. What? Okay. Uh, Kenny, what was yours? Um, once again, I have two. I, I did say this before. I, I would give this award for the last great Hugh Grant movie. Mm. Mm. Um, and I also have the award for the most mildly mildly insensitive depiction of clinical depression. <laughs> 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 oh, also the award for just a weird uh, out-of-context line about black people. <gasps> yes! <gasps> There is a oh, line yeah. where Tonks asked Nicholas Holt if he likes rap music, and Nicholas Holt says, yeah, it's by black people mostly. Uh, most of the time they're angry, but sometimes they want to have sex. Not a yep. great line. Extremely racist. It's, uh, yes. real big yikes. Yeah. <laughs> this movie would not make it through like development now. You yeah. know, there would be so many people who would say this is wrong, this is inappropriate. Well, the first yeah. thing they would bring up was, is you grab a pedophile? <laughs> Right. Because like, that's the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's concerning. Yeah. In the hands of a different kind of director, like Larry Clark, who did, you know, does really sick movies, it could be that he's a pedophile. And yeah. I don't know. Just something to think about. The big reveal. <laughs> it's like the, the, the Ted, reveal. The Ted Bundy movie, where he's, like, very charming the whole time, and at the end... Yeah, which I don't understand. I don't like that the Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie acted like it was a plot twist that Ted Bundy killed people. It's like you know that. Like, it's a movie, like... Yeah, it's Why a Ted Bundy movie. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Was Zac Efron good in it? He was very good. He was fantastic. He was the He's best. He's really part. underrated. He's, he actually could win the Bill Murray Award for. He really uh, could. I guess it's the Julia Roberts. It's award. the Ab. Yeah. Okay. The Ab. No. Uh, <laughs> my custom award was um, best bit part, which mm. is the waitress whose only line was to show up to deliver that incredibly thematic do you know what you want Mm. as Hugh Grant is talking to his Irish friend about how Mm. he doesn't know what he wants in life and then when Tony Collette comes in to confront him the waitress just goes oh my god (laughs) totally I try and do that as a server just absolutely steals the show join the conversation what about the guy that's uh, distracting Rachel Weisz for like two seconds when uh, she first meets Hugh Grant? Uh, no, it's the waitress. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, nominating wins. other people. I understand. But somebody already won. Yeah, somebody already. All right. Well, I think she's the only woman of color in the movie. Yeah. Yep. Mm. 
she didn't read the full script before because she wouldn't have signed on. She was just happy for the that one work. line. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Listen, she has to pay rent. Yeah. Okay. Jake, what was yours? Um, I'm going to go Maybe with the Relatable Award. <laughs> Don't look at me like Fuck that. Fuck you. I loved that. <laughs> it's a cop out a little bit. I, li- I just really didn't mention this earlier, but I loved that part where he's talking about pretending your life's a TV show. Oh. And I do that every single day. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, oh, this subplot is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, was, we, we um, used to do that in college. We'd be like, oh, my God, no. whose storyline? We referred to our sophomore year as season two. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, this is season six. Yesterday, we went Still to go not see canceled. Tony Bull's band. And at one point during it, I was like, what a strange season six development. I think we're in a spinoff now, though. Because in freshman year of college, I was, like, afraid of Tony Bull because he, like, shaved his head and would talk about guns on Facebook, was inexplicably a theater major, (laughs) and I thought that he was so scary. But now I consider him a friend, and he's great. Totally, totally. Totally, totally. Totally, totally. Okay. uh, (laughs) So... We have one last segment, oh, yeah. which is called Is It Better Than Clock Watchers with Jake. So, Jake, was about a boy better than your favorite movie that we've covered on this podcast so far, Clock Watchers? Here's the deal. I don't even remember if I like Clock Watchers anymore. <laughs> like, I feel like this is better, but I don't know. So I'm going to say no. It's Whoa. not better? That it's not better? Yeah. Mm. No, you know what? It is. It, Whoa. It is. So, so far there have been two movies that have been better than Clock Watchers, The Sixth Sense and About a Boy. Which are her critically acclaimed for a reason. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we have reached the end of our podcast. Uh, we're going to link to everybody's Instagrams and Twitters and whatnot in the show notes. But before we go, does anybody have anything that they want to plug? The playwriting program uh, at Marymount Manhattan College. Yeah, come, come and take a playwriting class. I'm working on a really crazy project that's called 1993, and it's an audio play for audiences to listen to with their eyes closed. And I perform it all on old four-track recorders that I play and do all the parts. So you have to come see it when I do it in the winter. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Tucker? Uh, I have a show tonight, which, like, this will come out after. So either you came or you didn't. But hopefully you came, (laughs) and hopefully it was a good show. Uh, and we're the in the pit, show. It's at the Pit Underground, uh, 10 p.m. Uh, on August 29th. <laughs> so, again, either you missed it or you came. So if you came, thanks for coming. And if you missed it, catch the next one. Yeah. Type principles. Type principles, hot people doing improv. That's what it's called. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, <laughs> it's the end of our podcast. I hope that everybody has a great night or day, whatever this is. Go out there and steal uh, Brad Pitt from a Jennifer Aniston. Oh, nice. Go out and be the Angelina Jolie you wish to see in the world. Or Audrey Hepburn. Sure. Good night. (laughs)